What is up, fellow humans and mutants alike? We are back. I am Kyle. I was about to say I'm Danny. That's not the first time I've done that. Not in this multiverse. Not in this multiverse, because we are going out into the multiverse today and talking about Doctor Strange. Strange? Doctor Theodore Strange. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a movie that we saw. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about it. We'll talk about some stuff that um i'm gonna derail this right now you say movie i say like really long episode of wandavision it is it is a very long it should have been called dr strange and wanda or like and <laughs> it should have been was, was it they went up to 10 episodes they just call it wandavision episode 11 yeah <laughs> that's what it should just been called just the next episode, yeah. episode eleven. Yeah, just one uh, division presents Doctor Strange, Doctor episode, Strange 11. episode eleven. There we go, we got it. You know, brought usually, to you by Sam. Raimi. Usually, we got you know, oh, no. we got uh, Scott, you know, hanging out, yelling in our mics, you know, saying stuff like, stuff like, Gene and Gene. Gene. But today, since we're talking about the Raimi verse, we got a friend. We got a friend with uh, us. I never thought he'd really do that. I never thought he'd really do that. We got we got the uh, Bully McGuire soundboard joining us today. Bully, how's it going? Chump. See you, chump. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the soundboard hits, sometimes it misses. Um, <laughs> with Bully, it's, it's almost all, all hit. Okay, but let's talk about uh, Doctor Strange a little bit. Let's talk about the good first. Let's talk about the good. We got Raimi back in the chair yeah. since uh, since Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah, I, so uh, it's thirteen, what, twelve years? Two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So, oh gosh. Okay, so just eleven nine years. years. Oh, right. No, wait. I could do math. You said two thousand thirteen, right? Yeah. Nine years. Oh yeah, nine years. I was yeah. wrong. I did I eleven. Was right. You I can, can do math. I cannot. I could do math, people. Shut up, shut up, shut up, We don't need you right now. We don't need you, Magneto. You, 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 you fuck everything up. <laughs> that was like, that's, I don't remember that from the third Spider-Man movie, but I haven't watched it in a while. I'll have to go through again. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, so nine years, no no Raimi, no crazy Raimi cuts in movies, no until, tree rape. Until we get this movie here. Yeah, no tree rape. It's been a while since we got a little, tr- a little bit of tree rape. Um, Kevin in the Woods, I think. Kevin in the Woods? Mm-hmm. Was there a tree rape in Kevin in the Woods? Yeah, there was like a scene where one pulls him into the elevator. And, Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And they said on purpose, they were like, yep, that's that's one right out of Evil Dead. Evil <laughs> Dead. Um, so it's good to see Raimi again. We get a lot of Raimi in this movie. We get a lot of, you know, his typical, like, shaky camera and... Uh, these quick cuts is like cuts, darting, like follow, like the camera cuts. is alive or the creature that you're supposed to be afraid of. Exactly. We get a little, a little bit of Bruce Campbell at the end and in midway. We do get a little bit of Bruce Campbell, which is nice. It's a know. Joe's Pizza Ball. He's a Pizza Papa. Pizza Papa. Papa pizza Papa always gets paid, man. <laughs> pizza Papa always gets. Paid. <laughs> so that was a good homage. Such yeah. a provocative scene. It's just a Pizza Papa always gets paid. I'm like, wow. <laughs> You've yeah. come a long way, bro. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just lorded over this girl. <laughs> right? Uh, it's it's pretty oh. funny. 
Um, but that's yeah, that's your your ta- your your tapestry of uh, Raimi uh, nods. It was just some camera cuts, some Bruce Campbell, and a, a few other little things, but not as much Raimi as you'd expect in this uh, vehicle. A decent amount of murder that I wasn't expecting out of a Disney film, though. PG thirteen, but really pushing it. Pushing that PG thirteen brain popping head exploding. We get a little brain popping. We get a little uh, spaghetti making. And stabbing, impaling, disemboweling, dismembering. Yeah, 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 a lot of that. Um, That's nice. It's beautiful to have in a what is supposed to be a horror film. Would you? This is marketed. It was hardly. It was marketed hard as a horror film early on and then they kind of pulled that back mm-hmm. and then Scott Derrickson left and then they they seem to be pulling more towards that again which is interesting that it's a horror film do you, how do you feel if i were to say this is a horror film how what do you what do you think of that uh, i could say that it was closer to horror comedy because there was a lot of the pivotal scenes that were involving like the horror aspects were funny, mm-hmm. but in the Raimi way. So it didn't feel like a a more direct nod to trying to be a horror film. It felt more of like fantasy horror blended in with horror comedy and a lot of other subgenres, kind of murking it up. If they would have done it more directly like a traditional kind of style horror film, that would have actually probably helped out with the setting and made it more like a Wanda movie and focus real heavy on on the horn, like in putting the back seat up for, or putting Doctor Strange in the back seat would have probably helped it. But overall, no, it feels like it dropped the ball on being like even, even there wasn't really any like suspense. There wasn't really yeah. any like real scares. Even the jump scares were mostly comical, from what I'm recalling. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, I would say so. So yeah, it didn't, it didn't get gritty enough. And Wanda as like a villain being kind of shoehorned. And at the end, especially if you've watched, like you said, people who watch WandaVision, you're like, there's a story of redemption. And now she's just the bland one-note villain. She is. My children. Ah. Yeah, just a big 360 <laughs> from the TV show if you watch that. Um, yeah, one note. One note is, fuck, there's just nothing. She just wants those children. Nothing. Nothing's going to stop her. Not another Wanda. No one. Well, see, think about like, the scariest stuff they cut away from. like, And even the cool, scary stuff. At one point when he's like a full-on necromancer just wielding the power of of dead spirits and zombies to make him make himself manifest this godlike form and you're just like this is really cool and then they, like he goes to fight and they cut away and i just wonder how much of that was probably cut for china because you know they don't like to talk about zombies and skeletons there and you gotta cut that out so. you gotta cut out the zombies too they don't like the zombies they don't, they don't like undead they don't like to talk about they don't like to show skeletons <sighs> That's unfortunate. Yeah, it wasn't out on that market, man. It was like everything was very CGI. That's that's the departure from the Raimi part that I was hoping would be the mainstay of this movie is like good practical effects, practical effects, good makeup, good props, good dummies, and things like that, and squibs. I'm fine with that. All that like take your classic like maneuvers to add blood and gore to an effect on a low key level, but still make it classy and kind of campy in a fun way. They didn't do any of that. It was all CG. Most of the movies CG. 
I mean, there was a Doctor Strange. The best point in the part in the movie, to me, hands down, was when he's like, "Who said it had to be an alive body?" And then he like jumped into a zombie Doctor Strange and started piloting that around, and it was like a complete nod to like Evil Dead and all all just his his uh, Ash movies. Like it when you when you have that character just kind of come and he's like, what not even put together well. His jaws falling apart. He's very grimy, and you're just like, okay, I like this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is what I felt like when he was flying through the air. I was like, "Rami's back. <laughs> this is great." But it it kind of like missed the note after that because then you get a lot of Wanda and her one note, and it's not fun. It's not enjoyable. It's just bland because she feels hijacked like a like a zombie herself, like her character portrayal and her motivation. That's what I was hoping for. Something like it was going to be because it's the dark home that's taking control of her. So you'd think that maybe they're going to go big. They did went big in the first one with Dormammu, so maybe they're going to go Cthone, right? You think Cthone is going to be the underlying person? Nope, just Wanda. It's they could just Wanda. They okay. could use these as a caveat or a vehicle to build up the greater Marvel mythos of like all the the old gods and things like that. But they then they shift gears and they're like, no, the dark home and that's all, and we're gonna keep re we're gonna keep rehashing that. It's gonna be like, don't use the dark home, but we're gonna use the dark home. But no one should use the dark home, but everybody's gonna use the dark home. But we're gonna use it, yeah. <laughs> so, so even, even Doctor Strange was like, I'm never gonna use the dark home, and then cut to the end of the movie, and he's just, just like, like oh, I got go. three eyes. <laughs> I don't know that even and those were still the horror elements that were kind of muted I mean that was supposed to be like a scary ending like your classic like oh no the the horrors are not over and cut to credits but it just to me I was like (laughs) (laughs) this is whatever (laughs) the same thing happened that the other Doctor Strange said was going to happen because everything is pretty much laid out in a very linear plot following Wanda and her want for her children yeah she just can't get um, Wanda doing that whisper talk the whole movie mm-hmm. is, uh, it's just, I don't, I don't understand. It feels like something you would get out of a CW show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big fan of that. She had some good moments. But the family the ma- scenes, yeah. But the majority Those of Those were all it, CW-tastic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the majority of it was just that whisper talk, and I'm, I'm not... I'm not a fan of that. People seem well, to love it, she's evil though. now. I'm evil. Yeah. So I talk quieter. <laughs> Only good people are allowed. <laughs> I, <laughs> guess. I don't guess so. But yeah, that, and then they put her in the classic. I mean, the classic Scarlet Witch suit in this movie looks great, but her and her portrayal in it is so kind of gimmicky that it takes you away from that. Mm-hmm. Like the visuals are all very you get detracted by the bad acting around the, or the bad plot around them, and then the overabundant use of CG will take you away from the visuals even when you get a chance to enjoy them. Yeah, yeah, your typical, like, just blob of reds. So much CG. Everywhere, yeah. CG hand farts and CG hand force pushes. CG hand slaps and and bounces. Yeah, um, let me think. I mean, most pivotal fights, like, when they were even coming close, like, when her, she was fighting the alternate reality Captain Marvel, and she was just, they are all just like, we're a super intense stare with CG hands, blasting each other, like, 10 feet away going in a circle they do that thing where they like to do the Dragon Ball Z clash and then they immediately followed up with them circling each other while doing it and it's just like a choreography that's been leaned on so much in these movies at this point that even it being done in a Raimi joint is just like frustrating it's like 
frustrating. He should have just made it a brutal fight. They should have just fought in a shed somewhere in a swamp. <laughs> that would have been great. Chainsaw and all. That would be, yeah, just a swamp. You know, Doctor Strange pulls out a chainsaw. He rips off his arm. It grows back like a weird hand of, like, Dormammu or some shit. Yeah, anything. Or tentacle. That would be great. Like, you throw a tentacle no, in there. That would be funny. I mean, Doctor Strange was not in Doctor Strange that much. He not took really, a back no. seat in this film. He was kind of like a plot device that just kind of shifted the story along. Yeah. The concept of the multiverse is such a weird MacGuffin at this point because it's just like, oh, but the multiverses have alternate versions of Doctor Strange. But then in the other multiverses, there is no Doctor Strange. It's something else. And it's the rules don't seem to make sense as much. Right. There's no coherency to the whole like build of it. I think it's just all like, hey, this is our plot device to kind of move this along. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's 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 frustrating a little bit that I don't know. You think uh, Raimi's pretty much a ball player, though. If you look at his past, he 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 does the the cheesy schmaltzy kind of dialogue. People have been hating on the dialogue on this, but like, look at uh, Spider Man. You know, am I not supposed to have what I want, what the, I need? This the, has always been cheesy lines. Those are great. Those are great. If they yeah. hammed up more of those and like leaned into it better, then that would have been a more enjoyable movie. But the, when like Wanda's doing her evil whispering and trying to be serious and her, her whole argument is but my children and then that's it that's just like then the cheesy one-liners around it kind of fall flat yeah like it, it felt like in the end of the day spider-man no way home did better what this movie sought to do and that's yes. sad because that originally was such a good ramey vehicle that i wonder if he would have been in that now that he does movies the way he does because this is very much a throwback to exactly what he did with the fucking uh oz with with that approach with james franco and that garbage it's it, uh -huh. this is very much a i have a vehicle to cash in on and i'm gonna do that and there's not gonna be anything like ramey ramey-esque here that you can remember in a fun way and instead it's just like oh he's he's cashing in that's all this is so I kind of lose that connection, and I wonder if he would have done Spider-Man No Way Home, would it been good in the way that we enjoyed it, or would it been something more of a sell like a cheap sellout? Because mm. that's what I got with this. That's is a it, good question? Yeah. Like yeah. either he he was hamstringed by other forces that we're not aware of, but I mean we were looking at it like some of the people helping him edit and some of the people constructing the movie with him, like he had more free reign than uh, I even realized. Yep. And yet the movie still turned out as like a Wanda episode. And he's he's not the original director. He's and there there are different writers already, and so there has been a lot of last minute changes done to what I think was a movie that Kevin Feige might have steamrolled down. I definitely feel like this is why Scott Derrickson left, mm -hmm. and they they got him because he he would play ball. He was willing to play. Mm -hmm. With the, the whatever they're gonna do, whatever changes they're gonna make last moment, yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, well, he's willing to do it. We just it. talked about it before this. He pulled a Ron Howard. He, he doesn't Ron, Ron Howard. Howard. It's just like yeah. solo. It's so it's like that movie was already in a path of completion that I think they just padded Raimi in to get people in there, just from the fan base and thinking like, oh, this would be like the Spider-Man movies and the old like and his old horror movies all in one, and everyone's writing that nostalgia, but it's just sheep herding and. You don't. You just get one episode eleven or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. Now, Danny. Danny. Uh huh. I have this to tell you. Now dig on. Now dig on this. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about how <laughs> Wong. Okay. So 
So the Dark Home is a copy, and the original are in the ruins of the Wondergore Mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So essentially, random, random sorcerer that had a few lines dies to sacrifice herself to destroy the Dark Home. Mm-hmm. And then essentially, Wong gives that up to save four novice sorcerers mm-hmm. again the multiverse gives up <laughs> the multiverse for four you know Rentra's cool I like me his horns whatever but he, he said I, I feel like that's a and then because this is the thing at the end essentially Wong was just like you gotta kill her you gotta take her powers before Doctor Strange was like no she could find the power within herself which is a whole schmaltzy cheesy thing within itself while he's like a zombie too which is a whole thing <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second yeah. but <laughs> oh my but yeah but Wong, essentially the, that bugged me the most his Wong, motivations were moot I get you it was weird because there, there's so much on the line and everyone has been making this big deal about like oh okay like well sacrifice everything to save or sacrifices you know all these people to save everything mm-hmm. and, in, and in an opportunity to do it he backs away but then at the end he's like no we should just kill her and it's like well wait a second you could have just let i mean this is the same motivation you, you did a complete 180 yeah like these characters just seem like they follow the plot unless the plot follows their development it's like they're they're tethered to it so like they they grow and adapt to the plot not necessarily the uh, that things changing like the story should change where if a character goes through character development it should follow that instead of all of a sudden like oh this big pivotal event happened for this character but we want to write about something else so fuck that <laughs> moving on so yeah. that yeah that's so definitely a bad scene that's a bad speaking scene. of that like the whole uh book of ashanti was just a complete throwaway which was a huge point in this film up until the point to where they get it and then she just destroys it and then it's no longer because they're always gonna be like there's another way situation and that's always every scene is followed by someone saying we have to move forward in this very specific way and then when they get to that point they immediately audible and say fuck it let's do this instead and then they move forward from there and then they go no this is the new way we have to do we have to stay away from the dark home and then like instantly they're like all right audible let's just do the dark home thing and then they're like all right but let's not do it too much let's not abuse it and then instantly they're like fuck it let's just abuse it let's Let's just keep going and then they just everyone's just like principles and then immediately kowtows to the story moving forward and it's very disjointing and not unenjoyable pacing the pacing was bad in this compared to like spider-man no way home like and that had such a such a like grandiose amount of cast that they had to jam into this this other movie like took that the same approach where they're like we're gonna put a lot of people in this movie but then they made the pacing kind of eat them up and like spit them out real quick and you didn't get to enjoy it like the cameos were not they were not nurtured well and then far no no way home the fucking cameos kill they're like the movie they make the movie the characters show up and then you're just like i love these nods yeah yeah and the references like they shine through i mean he raimi put references to his stuff and nods in there but none of them were a part of the character development they're like background set pieces they're like fucking signs and things like that or camera shots but like the characters yourself you have like no attachment to 
I mean, like America Chavez is like the main character technically, and she, I, she doesn't say anything in the movie. She doesn't really. She doesn't even try until the end, where she's just like, "Oh, all I got to do is punch." Powers <laughs> inside me. Powers in my joints. Look at this. I can just cock back and then wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. I punch stars, bitch. Oh man, it's such a weird. There's too much. This movie is too. This is this is the equivalent of like a Batman v Superman going on in like a Marvel verse right here. This to is me, the closest it's gonna get. Yeah, story wise, at least. There's a lot of cool moments, at least. And Batman Superman, there wasn't. There were no cool moments. There were no cool moments. You're right. 100%. There's some great (laughs) shots, some great scenes, there's great nods. I laughed. I I got intrigued at some parts. But then then there was a sea of other problems. Yeah. uh, It's. uh, Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about, I guess. The Let's talk about the cover of this book. So on this comic, I really liked how they did the cover. The cover, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this is not even an Illuminati. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what a... <laughs> Such a bizarre Illuminati. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we got Mordo, who took over... Yes, the Sorcerer Supreme of, of, their universe, of that universe's Illuminati. Doctor Strange created the Illuminati, but then mm-hmm. went crazy... And then was killed, and then Mordo took over. Okay, so we got Mordo. Mm-hmm. We got Black Bolt, yes. which, okay. That, when I saw that, I was like, wow, okay, they brought in an original member. Interesting. And not only Black Bolt, but Black Bolt from the failed TV series <laughs> that they did for the Inhumans. It's the yes, same guy. Same guy what which that should be a that should be a bad sign right there they should not give repraves to certain like like if ian ruffafud showed up in this like i would be pissed <laughs> as funny as that would be i'd be like really like these people should be punished i mean the josh trank fucking fantastic four deserves more than that mm. garbage and even that's a shit show so it's yeah. weird that the inhuman guy got to return i can't remember his name anson mount anson mount why should i forget that's a funny name i forgot yeah his, it is a funny his <laughs> name is the sex position yes i'm gonna do the anson mount maneuver <laughs> so we got black bolt okay, yeah we cool. got black bolt full black bolt regard by the way he's yeah. in his complete head fork and everything yeah. Um, which is cool. Which, by the way, we didn't mention the the first Doctor Strange, which becomes a zombie later on, and is a dead body for most of the film. Um, yes, has a ponytail. He's has a ponytail. And he's wearing the original Defenders Doctor Strange mm-hmm. outfit. Do you? What do you think of that? Where they just take an outfit from something that's like much loved, and they're just gonna throw it on this for a situation? Do you think that's like a waste, or is it enough? These, they're of, leaning of a nod or an Easter egg for you to find. It this is a problem that's been in effect pretty aggressively. Someone could probably go back further, but the first thing that comes to mind is Ready Player One, where they're just mm. focusing too much on the visual <laughs> reference, the visual nod, and that's hurting the story and the overall pacing. Because then you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Is it? Nope, they're gone. Done with it. Never going to reference that again. That's it. It's like some of these characters, the way they handled them, you're like, oh, this cameo's cool. And you're like, yeah, well, it's fucking done, and it's never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. Weird. So that becomes disjointing, and it doesn't it doesn't have a nice, like, smooth transition through yeah. the story. If they're going to pull, like, these nods, I want them to be more integral to the plot and actually have, like, a relevant. Right. Like, if they're going to relevant, if they're going to be like, hey, this is the Defenders version of Doctor Strange. Do a... Do a nod. See, they didn't take enough time in the other universes. Spend more time in these other universes and flush them out a little bit more. Just yeah. a little bit more. I don't need the glance. I want char- a few characters 
just a dialogue and then move on. Yeah. If you had half of the members of the Defenders, original Defenders, and they had a quick back and forth about like, oh, we lost so-and-so, that's enough. And then you can move on. But then just the actual, just the visual of the costume, that's like Mm -hmm. lazy. That's the laziest nod you could do. This is not going to land on and like and, oh, most people. Like you, you're probably in the small sect of people that were like, "Oh, the original Defenders design," where it's like most of the people be like, "No, that's the one with the ponytail, right?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. True. Uh, okay, so we got um, what's her name? Uh, Peggy Carter, Captain Carter, oh. coming back, reprising a role from What If, essentially, but it's not that What If one. It's no, like a, it's... a slight uh, version that's different, of course. And she's still, but she's still called exactly Captain Carter. Captain Carter. The multiverses once again are so weird. They're lazy when they when they don't try, and then when they want to try, they're just over. They're up their own ass. Yeah, it works in Rick and Morty. It's yeah, weird. it's weird here where you're just like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, which is oddly <laughs> enough, one of the the last minute writers is a sub in from yeah, Rick. And, he's a Rick and Morty writer, Michael Waldron, or former. Is he current or? I think he's no. He doesn't work for. He's oh, making okay. that fucking Disney money. That's now. true. He's what does it matter now? He's like, you dick down, harming him out. <laughs> um, uh, the last season, the of Rick and Morty, I want to say the uh, the one with the Captain Planet girl. Yes, was yes. directed by. A Marvel person and, oh. and uh, Dan, Dan Harmon was a solid. They keep stealing my people, so I'm gonna steal theirs. Ah, good move. <laughs> That's a big dick power move, right there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, Captain Carter, and then we got Maria Rambo. Mm-hmm. Lashana Lynch is Maria Rambo from Captain Marvel. Uh, which was kind of set up in that movie. They, it's pretty pretty dumb, but I guess it works. Uh, in the Captain Marvel, they were just all like, I'll race you to see who gets there first. And guess who got there first? Oh, shit. Not Lashana Lynch, Maria Rambo. But nope. I guess in this universe she did, and she becomes Captain Marvel. And I, and the whole time I was just like, uh, wait, is that the one from the show that I didn't watch? And it turns out, no, it's it's just the mom. It's the mom from, uh, yeah. Yeah, and there's so many Captain Marvels now, it's like you can't even keep track. Well, there's the show, The Marvels. Yeah. It'll be the show that'll help you The multiverse will open, and then the, she'll show up, and then her daughter will be there, daughter. and then Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. and then Carol Danvers will be there, and she'll be just frowning the whole time, just like, oh, I hate that you guys are having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Wish you would stop. <laughs> but yeah, then... then uh, Who's the next big reveal? Oh shit! And then uh, no wait. Uh, before her was Morbo, right? And then next Morbo. to and then next to her was the big reveal. Yes, which was John Krasinski as Reed Richards, they, a fan favorite. They actually did it. They read your Twitter accounts. They they watch your your they Instagrams. They know. They know you want your John Krasinski. In your professor, fantastic. Looking at like uh, analytics, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, this name seems to work really well with this name. Put them together." Yep, and then spaghetti. We all (laughs) we all eat it up for a few minutes before the spaghetti reveal. Which is like the John Krasinski reveal was the the one I didn't know about. That one surprised me because we all knew. Charles was going to show up. Charles, yeah. yeah. Charles was in the trailer, so we knew he was going to show up. I didn't know he was going to show up with the fucking animated X-Men theme in the uh, like yeah, full regalia. That was great. 
Yeah, rocking the rocking the the yellow chair, chair yeah, the, and the green suit too. Yep, yep, and it's just like yeah. <laughs> started playing it, and I was like, okay, sure, this makes me smile. Good job. That's a nod just for me. That was one of the few. That was like the one that felt like was actually the nod for those characters. Like that the was... black hole nod wasn't real. There was none except for maybe like him being him being a punk ass or something. That's a Danny Elfman joint right there. Essentially, right? Well, Danny the, Elfman did the, the theme, music. Theme, and then he integrated that into his score, so that's technically... Yeah, because he did the music Danny on Elfman this. Danny Elfman doing the X-Men theme. Which is, is great, but like, did any of his music really stand out in this? I thought so. Compared to a... It, it's definitely very Danny Elfman, but like, if you compare it to like most Marvel soundtracks outside of uh what's his name sylvestri mark sylvestri who does the original uh avengers theme oh, that's yeah, iconic yeah, yeah, yeah. the avengers theme's iconic yes, but outside of that everything in the marvel universe uh score wise is pretty bland so to see denny elfman come in it's it's definitely different i wouldn't say it's great but it's definitely different from what you get you get something more grander i feel you know that classic avengers theme kind of reminds me of the like and th- or like the oh we're about to die theme from starship troopers when they're like holding out it kind of has the same cadence and build up yeah so every time i hear it i think of both and i'm just like picture the avengers fighting all those fucking (laughs) you want to live forever oh that'd be great (laughs) oh the alternate universe they could have captain america's caster van dean caster van dean old man cap that would have been great oh give an eye patch and shit that'd be dope but that's okay so that's another thing before we get into spaghetti delight uh is that this is set up to be like a kind of a a, a bow on phase four, essentially, before we get a phase five. Yes. And uh, so usually that signals like huge grand, like all these people are going to come together. And there's a decent amount Mm -hmm. of cameos. We got to see fucking Mr. Fantastic. We got to see an X-Men and a member of the Fantastic Four. Both in one movie. Ultimately, something that's called the Multiverse of Madness, we went to two universes, and that's it. Yeah, two prominent storylines in two universes when they cross through a bunch of them just traveling, but they don't... You just see visual ticks of those. It's a small, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, look at this black and white universe, which I thought immediately was like, oh, the noir universe. Like, that would be awesome. Like, Nick Cage is rolling around in there, like, just waiting for some trouble. <laughs> oh, but see, like, that was the, the part that intrigued me the most, where I'm like, let's learn more about this. But no, there are two. We get two universes and fucking deal with it. And that's it. And, that, and then that second universe gets cleaned up so fast that you just kind of go, what the fuck? Because <laughs> Wanda shows up and starts cleaning house <laughs> on all these cameos that they don't want to deal with. <sighs> um... But yeah, that's I was ex- I had an expectation of something I guess more multiversal. I should I guess I should say yeah. I would have taken less cameos for more multiversal madness to a certain extent. Yeah, they could have toned yeah. that back and just given us more random, like just more random stuff, like yeah. universes that didn't make sense at all, and like stuff that really played with physics. Because remember in the very first Doctor Strange movie when he's figuring out how to use his powers and access magic and travel through the different realms? Mm -hmm. It's pretty wild. It's almost like an old school Steve Ditko joint. And you get that vibe really well in those moments. Yeah. But then like later on, like 
he becomes very much like a background quippy character that does his hand energy shields. He never does like crazy spells. It's all nothing. Hand spins. Yeah, it's this. It's yep. Just, mm-hmm. just make it circles. Circles all, all day. Yep. And, yeah. And then you just lose out on that. So I thought in this, like they'd really ham that up because it's kind of his thing. It's her thing. Monica or yeah. And oh gosh, can we take a moment tangent on how funny it was every time they would say just her first name and they're like, we need to save America. America's yeah. in trouble. Oh, oh, America. oh, we got to help America. <laughs> I laughed every single time. I bit. won't kill America. <laughs> it was so ridiculous how often they were saying that. And I was just like grinning the whole time. Like That is definitely some they, Orwellian stuff. Do they know what they're doing? They have to know, right? It, it can't be all accidental. It cannot be all accidental. There were either Ramy was having fun with it or that was Feige. I can't tell. Anymore. Who knows? Who I don't know who, who, who runs these movies? It does. Who knows? It's like a, <laughs> I imagine Feige has like way more power because that's run like a television show. So the producer has more power. In that well, situation. this this felt like a run on like with the X Men and the current X Men where it just felt like there were so many people and then Hickman was like trying to maintain things and then all of a sudden it's just like wait, all these other story narratives are like detracting from the greater story that they were building. Yeah. So it's like with. Doctor Strange and Multiversal Madness it's like it felt like Spider-Man set up something they were building towards and this was going to pay off on it and then it just fucking dropped the ball on that Cause it's, yeah. it's like okay so when the new Fantastic Four movie comes out is that going to be John Krasinski in it or has he now been killed off permanently and why would it be someone different like why would it be a different John Krasinski a different guy when fucking Doctor Strange and all the other multiverses is Doctor Strange yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, the people are the same. Like fucking, definitely feel like you blew your load a little bit. Yeah, well, all the, with Spider-Man's raised the bar so high that they have to do these multiversal things now, and everyone, if they don't, you get shit like in externals or fucking Black Widow, or no one cares. Where it's just like, oh, it's not everything coming together in the world. I'm like, fuck this, get out of here. I'd be surprised if the new Ant-Man movie doesn't do this. That it, it's gonna lose out on it. I can't imagine the Black Panther movie is gonna be coherent. That's going to be a mess regardless. They brought up the Panther God and... Uh, what was that show that just happened? I already forgot. Moon Knight? Yes, thank you. I, I didn't even watch it yet. I, I knew that. I digested it like... You, you streamlined that one, didn't yeah. you? You were just like, I'm going to get it all out of the way and then done. Yeah, it was something. Mm. It was a thing. It mm. had cool moments. Like all of these things, but it's a factory. Like story-wise, it's a factory now. Not you're not going to impress me with your factory-driven conveyor belts of narratives. Yeah, when they serialize them, they're just doing a micro version of what they're already doing in the main movie universe. So it's like, what's the point? You're just watering it down, and now you're turning it like it is very factory-like, but it's also drug-like. They're trying to piecemeal it out and like give you little bits and they're like okay here you go here's a one episode but then you got to watch that episode to understand this movie and before you watch this movie you still have to watch a different episode from another series because if you don't watch all three together you won't get the coherent story we're trying to write and we can't finish the story because if we stop then the money stops so we're going to perpetuate this on forever Forever, there's gonna be. What is this? They brought up on like uh, fucking Red Letter Media where they said there's there's 29 like fucking Marvel movies in in 11 years or something. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. And then yet there's only like eight James Bond or something like that. It's like I don't. It's out of control. It's yeah. 
there's there's no way to tell a story that's going to be beholden to a natural flow if you're going to keep lacing it out to all these other properties yeah. and stretch it thin. It's, it is the true multiversal madness is that they have way too big of a franchise now of characters they're not using properly. And they're still trying to pad more on top of it. Because they're like, oh no, like someone's contract ran out, or we want to explore a different plot that we now have the front, we have the rights to. So let's shoehorn these in, and it's just like, well, we don't need this showing up right now. Like it, the, the Spider-Man showing up in Civil War was cool, but that is like the most unorganic shit I've ever seen. It's like we got yeah. the rights, let's start it. He's in, boom, right in. It's like Spider-Man's not even really like an Avenger. Like he's he's more of a like friendly neighborhood guy. Like this doesn't really work as well. But they're like, fuck it, we got the rights now, so we have to. And now here's some other characters we just got the rights to. We're gonna write them too. Here's Fantastic Four. They're here. <laughs> Here they are. Enjoy. All right. So, which death did you enjoy the most? We got uh, Black Bolt mm-hmm. dying in a mm-hmm. great way, where the smartest man in the world, Reed Richards, tells Wanda exactly uh, Black Bolt's powers, mm-hmm. and then she proceeds to uh, nerf those powers. Yep. She just matrixed him and like made his mouth disappear. Yeah. She went Agent Smith, and was just like, "What mouth?" Do you think he just pe- would? My question is, was he panicking and he screamed? Or did he already have, like, a, a breath taken in uh, and he was like, oh, fuck, what do I do? And he tried, and then he just had to let it out? I wonder if he could do it through... Has he ever breathed through his nose? It like, did a little... Like, a nose scream? When he... When he <laughs> yeah, I wonder. The, the sinus cavity is the same, so if he breathes... It would just go forward the normal way. that also... That's a lot of questions about Black Bolt. I don't... Or, like, how how is, like, hit, hit the back of his head weaker than the front of his mouth like how did it bounce off the front of his closed like mouth cavity and then just go <laughs> it's a funny way to die but what i would have done is just explode his fucking head like but they want a pg-13 so yeah i i just blow, blow, blow black so, head that would have been great i hated that series i hated that actor i hated humans so much <laughs> it would have been so wonderful to just see black Bolt's head explode i would have that would have raised the rank if i had to scale this movie on like a one to ten it would have went up one point because of that wow <laughs> i would have been like one if it was a five it would have been a six because black Bolt's head exploded <laughs> <laughs> but no we didn't get that so i was like eh, that's not the best death but reed richard's head exploded <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> in the most anticlimactic uh, way possible. So I thought that was so funny. It was my favorite death. It was great because after Black Bolt dies, the smartest man in the world, Reed Richards, mm-hmm. he, he does. He just stretches. He just <laughs> she, she just turns him into spaghetti, and then his head pops. And then his head pops. Actually, you know what? The uh, uh, Captain Carter's death was the best one because she did the stupid fucking. I can I could do this all day. Where I'm like, you didn't. You can't. No, don't don't use that. That's Chris Evans is like iconic line it, it was the <laughs> moment of civil war where i got like all these chills and stuff where he's just getting the shit kicked out of him and then she does it she's like i can just do this all day and it gets fucking cut in half and i'm like yeah yeah that's right you can sure do this all day <laughs> good job good job girls get it done girls get it done <laughs> oh. so that was a good point justice but then fucking captain marvel's death was like super weak she just she i mean she did get a like crushed. A, she got yeah. crushed but it was just like you just see her hand kind of flop out and go back yeah. i'm like no I smash her i want blood explosion come on <laughs> Raimi, Raimi, what are you doing and we get charles at the yeah. end oh yeah doing a lateral doing a mind mind distraction and ultimately 
just dying in his head. Yeah, getting his neck broken in his head and broke his neck in real life. Uh, that was the weakest one because I'm like, no, Charles is a little more powerful than that, but okay. Right? Okay. He's just like hobbled old like <laughs> Patrick Stewart. Let me help you out of these rocks. You, you child, please come with me. Get out of the rock. I can't move these rocks. Oh, no, I'm dead. <laughs> It's I'm like, ridiculous. oh, you feeble! Like it felt like it's it, inside her head. He's just regular Patrick Stewart. He's not even Charles Xavier. Inside the mind, he's the most powerful as being in like Earth. And he's well, just like, like, oh no, I'm dead. It wasn't Charles Xavier there? It was Jean Luc Picard. That was Jean- <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a Picard Picard. Not even young Jean Luc Picard because that guy's got Moxie. Old Picard's oh, a jack. God, old Picard. <laughs> No. Oh, what a terrible TV show. That's so bad. And then you were talking about bad TV. Jeez, it's like the Marvel shows look like a breath of fresh air compared to what's coming out of all the fucking Star Trek properties. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then we got more. What what do you think happened to Mordo? He's just hanging out. Like, he didn't even get the benefit of... No, like, he he got got murked by Doctor Strange when they fought Solo in... uh, when he was trying to break out, so he didn't even get to be a part of. It. They didn't even bring him. They were like, "We need to go fight." Like, what is the most powerful like entity that we've ever faced? And this is like, "Mortal, you stay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need you for this." <laughs> it's so. Oh man, what a weird. There was no. There was no like tactics. Like she fought each one of them essentially individually, and they just all kind of toppled one by one without actually like putting in any team fighting. Mm-hmm. Which made them look like weak and inefficient, which I guess that's okay. They want to wrap it up real quick. They don't want to leave the lingering aspect of the Illuminati because they brought it in as like just a plot device anyways, like a nod for the fans. It was yeah. like fan service in a weird way, though. It was like fan service with no real love. It was like an after. It was like forced fan service. <laughs> it was like here's fucking Charles Xavier. We played the song for he's in it. Now he's fucking dead. We broke his neck. There will never fucking be another Lord. Charles Xavier in the Marvel universe. I'm like. Okay. All right. Did you hear the, the line that he gave to Doctor Strange? Is the line that he gave to himself in Days of Future Past? Yeah, yeah, I caught that. Yeah, that was it's. Uh, it didn't connect the weight as well because when when Peter looked up to other Peter and he finished his like with great responsibility quote, that's a big connection between those characters. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange is just like, <laughs> look at my bangs. <laughs> It's like, what? <laughs> it's like he's not he doesn't even care he doesn't yeah. give a shit he's, like, he's making fun of black and bolting he calls him black and bolting and he's like saying his name all funny and like just repeating it like and, and then yeah he kicks pin Latin back at him and then <laughs> and then he looks over to Don, uh, fantastic and he's just like did you weren't you guys like hot in the 60s or something like did you guys break up <laughs> So he just like doesn't care. So there's no emotional connection to any of the characters that if if you for some reason were attached to any of these uh-huh. people, like you would be like, oh, they they got trounced on. I just got clowned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they all die, and we move on to the next scene. And and seriously, Charles didn't do one cool movie. thing except came out with the music, and that's yeah, it. Turtleneck in his mind. What did he have to hide how old he looked? Made him look younger with the turtleneck. He did. That's where I was getting the. Oh my gosh, I was getting fucking Jobs vibes. I was like, is Steve Jobs inside his head? He's Steve Jobs. <laughs> He's this uh, old man, Steve Jobs, dying of cancer. So. He's like, hey, get out of these rocks. This is scary. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, so everyone dies in this yeah. universe essentially. Mm-hmm. And she's walking around kind of like a horrified deadite, all beat up and bloodied. 
Yeah. And uh, we the movie ends with her learning her lesson and killing herself, essentially. Uh, crushing herself and destroying the dark home and all the universes somehow. I don't know. They kind of... Uh, Push past that really quick. Yeah, they're just like, hey, it's gone. Is it she just, did you see that? She went, whoop. <laughs> Done. So wonder, I'm dusting my hands a bit. Which, I don't know how they're going to play that in the future. Oh. She has a nine-year contract that she just signed this year, so, so she's going to be around mm-hmm. in some form. I can imagine they'll tie her into the mutant stuff and then make her a mutant again. That'd be funny if they, they fucking flip the script on that again where they're just like oh she is a mutant again <laughs> and they make her like tied to Magne- magneto's like i'm your father don't you ever don't you ever, didn't you ever wonder who your father was your father like that's probably what they may do with her but it's possible they could just keep using her as a villain who knows but we'll have nine more years of her well that nine more years is all tv show of not caitlin olsen yep I mean, she was she was really the only other like female lead. The other girl who was the most forgettable female lead in any Marvel cinematic thing that I've ever seen. The Notebook chick was there. Amy Adams. Yeah, yeah, Amy McAdams. Or Rachel McAdams. Rachel. No, and I. One of the McAdams. One of the one of the the hair and the body and the Adams. She works for the Baxter Foundation. Yes. Good for her. Yeah, that was. <laughs> smartest he's, man alive he's, he's now dead <laughs> yeah as easily as defeated i like how he he reaches he literally just reaches he stretches out to grab her it, he just tries yeah to he's just, blah, 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 and then she's just like get your spaghetti ass hands <laughs> off me and then fucking kills him instantly you're like what the fuck but it's just like there's this whole pivotal scene between him and rachel and adams where he's trying to reach out and connect with her and it's like that's not she doesn't know you yeah it's from it's, a different reality entirely she did the doctor strange of this reality has been dead for so long she's like i don't have no connection to that guy <laughs> i don't know you and he's like you were my wife though and she's like okay let's escape together because <laughs> so, they like the connection's so strong but like where the fuck has she been like who gives a shit? Yeah, who even remembers her? Enough, like she went off and found love without you, buddy. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been so long since the other Doctor Strange movie that she's aged to the point where you like go back and watch the other one, and you're like, oh shit, she could play her mom now. Like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> she did not age gracefully, so that's why when I saw her, I was like, cause she got that like old lady Botox that actresses get for some strange reason because they think it makes them look better, mm-hmm. but in reality, it just makes them look more fake mm-hmm. and age even worse. So it's just like okay time has passed and you're in the future now i get it but we don't care about you no one cares about you when the world ended and they're dealing with all the characters in the avengers movie you're not in it lady fucking that one bitch showed up in it fucking uh, natalie portman she got like that scene <laughs> she, oh, just, she didn't even say anything she's just sitting there looking and you're just like what the fuck is this she got that natalie portman got that and Rachel McAdams didn't get anything like that. She just gets brought up in this and then kind of written off again. And you're you're just thinking, okay, is she going to be in Doctor Strange 3? Is that going to be a big plot? Are the watches going to be a big plot? What could Doctor Strange the 3 watches, even be? The watches. Which was just like a, a whole like motif to the first movie about yeah. time when it was about the time stone, which is no longer relevant anymore. Yeah. So they lean on that as like, oh, that's his thing though. That's his fucking gimmick. And it's like, no, that was, that was a plot ton, like a storytelling device. Like that's not his gimmick. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> this is what happens when the same people don't stay for the same movies in the same trilogy that they're writing. 
This is what you get. This it's like a get. Rain Johnson and J.J. Abrams effect. J.J. Abrams. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? We only got like five minutes left on the card, so we got to wrap this thing up. Michael Stuhlbarg shows up at the beginning. I always like Michael Stuhlbarg. He's like, <laughs> I lost my cats, bitch. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a lot of little like weird character <laughs> moments where that you laugh and you feel, you feel like you're like lost in this Raimi verse again. But then there's a bunch of other stuff that gets shoehorned over that, and then you get sad and like disillusioned about. Where you're like, okay, is this a Wanda episode? Is this Doctor Strange movie? Is Charles here? Is this an X Men movie now? What's going on? No, it's not. It's not an X Men movie. He's dead now. So, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what to take away from Doctor Strange and Multiversal Madness, except I, it's just a Wanda TV I show. I definitely don't know where they're going to go after this. It's just a, such a tonal shift that, I mean, they're going to probably do the same thing over and over again. Is mm-hmm. my imagination is it try to exceed or or hinder our expectations in some way? That is a big moment, but then it's like, okay, you did that, but. At the point of not telling me a story or giving me emotional payout. I want that sweet, sweet release. Well, there's a bigger overarching bad guy that's supposed to be, who knows, Shimagoroff or something. They don't, they just leave that vague. And that doesn't ever get touched on again. Yeah, the whole Gargantos thing. Yeah, they kill him. And it's like, Gargantos dead. But what is Wanda? (laughs) It's just Wanda. She just shows up, slides in. It's like, get the fuck out of here, Gargantos. Ah, This is my movie. You too, Doctor Strange. Get the fuck, both of you get out of here. You like, America, you just stand there. You just stand there. There's a lot of shots of like her from like the behind on her tight pants. and it's just like, is this like another one of those awkward, like, fucking Black Widow things? Like, this female character has no, a- like, no action scenes except her punch at the end. And then her dialogue is all just like, yeah, fucking, you want to try some pizza balls? <laughs> That's it. It's the only, the one time she laughed and she was, like, excited. And she's like, pizza balls. I love these pizza balls. And it's like, oh, she has, like, some joy in her character. Yeah. And then it just fades away. And then she just goes back to standing there and mute, looking at things. Expressionless. A lot of expressionless thoughts mm-hmm. of her, like, not even afraid, just like, I'm staring. My arms by my side, staring, not even ready to fight or fall. Just, yeah. It's like an audience member in the shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <it's> just <laughs> She's just hanging out, man. Run around, but fucking pizza balls out. for a moment. She's shown. There, and, she, there she was. Yeah, she's shown. Uh, and then that's it. And then you're just like, oh, yeah, you're here in this movie, but you're not going to talk. Mm, who no knows? agency. No agency <laughs> whatsoever. And who knows what's going to happen with the cucumber baggage claim next movie. <laughs> Benedicumber biatch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, but that'll do it for us this week. Tell us what you think of the movie. Most people will probably love it. We are the ones that. Remy's got better stuff. Yeah, well, look at. Go watch. Go watch. Darkman's better than this Dark movie. Man. Go watch Darkman. Darkman's great. Yeah, <laughs> that movie that. is weird. It's um, better. Yeah, and who knows what we'll talk about next week. It's up in the air. You know, we could talk about uh, Hickman's doing starting a Moon Knight run. Oh, weird. I'd yeah. be down to check that out. We might be check that out. Who knows? We might. We might do something uh, comic-related. It might be movie-related, but you shall see in the future. But until then, remember the robots will kill you, so go watch some Darkman. Go watch some Raimi films. Go watch some Darkman. Go watch some Imitation Game if you can get good Cumberbatch. It's all out there. Have fun. Mm -hmm.